welcome into episode 23 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. How are you guys doing? Doing great. What's up, man? Glad to hey, have you back. Oh, man, does it feel good to be back. And like, but, you know, I'm not like 100% yet, but man, it just feels good to be able to like talk and like actually be like a part of this again. Like last you time. sound beautiful. Yeah, I was there. I was, I was in it, but just didn't quite feel myself. We could tell. Yeah, but it's good to be back. It is. It it feels right, and uh, you know, heading into a, another great week of football. And honestly, the Thursday night game was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Same first you know, half the, was great. It was. Was the first I mean, half great, or were the Eagles just not playing well? I don't care either way. Houston looked pretty good. Damian Pierce is a, he's a monster. Oh yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, I, you're I not mean, wrong. I. Honestly, like everyone was talking about, it, even me in Dynasty, that's kind of part of partly why I shipped him off. You know, was I was worried that they might replace him. You know, because he didn't have the draft capital. I don't see that happening. Like, I just, I think they really, really like him. I mean, they gave him twenty-seven carries. Like, they got to have a lot of faith in him to give him twenty-seven carries in this game. I, yeah, I'll say this. Defense, it's great. I'll I'll say this like they're going to be in a really good spot to take a high running back if they'd like to like early second round, um, you know, and take one of those elite running backs. But if this team is smart, then they won't, you know, like running back, is one, running back is one of those positions where it's like they're these guys are pretty replaceable. And you need you, they have so many other needs that they would be really smart to just roll with fourth round Damian Pierce for, you know, a couple years while they try and build their interior lines and things like that, you know, and add some skill positions on the outside and and, you know, either replace or build around Davis Mills, whatever they're going to do. But uh, they're going quarterback. <laughs> Davis Mills won't be the QB next year. But yeah, man, we've, we've seen true. how we've seen how replaceable these guys are with, uh, you know, like, uh, J- I mean, James Robinson now, like, yeah, he's still hanging around in the NFL and he's going to be a role playing guy, but like he's not going to have a lead role anymore the way that he did those couple years in Jacksonville. And we've we saw it with Philip Lindsay in Denver. And, you know, we see it with these guys who just don't have the draft capital that there's no commitment to them. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, but I th- I think you probably safe for next year if you have faith that this organization is going to try and do the right thing. Yeah, I don't so know. The if Eagles I do. ended well, up talking about Eagles Houston organization doing the right thing. That's the hard <laughs> part. Uh, I actually saw something on on Twitter about it. It's like you know you you they have something in Damian Pierce and they'll likely trade him in a couple of weeks for some picks, and it was just like you know, and then someone commented like. Uh, they're only a quarterback and a good wide receiver away. Oh, you mean Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. You know, it's so yeah, they, they got to figure it out, but the Eagles ended up winning this game 29 to 17. Uh, it was a tie game 14, 14 at half, I believe. Right. I think it was 14. I think 14 that's right. Yeah. Cause the Eagles missed a long field goal, right. Going into the half and kept yeah. it tied. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 21 of 27 for 243 yards and two touchdowns, uh, only nine for 23 rushing. Something that I saw, um, and I haven't confirmed this, but in uh, Hurts' last four games, he's only averaged 20 rushing yards a game. And I would have to confirm that, but... I've noticed that the rushing has been way down lately, and it's 
uh, part of it's he's been throwing so many touchdowns that they don't need to you like they don't need him to get outside the pocket and scramble downfield everything's done through the air and it's like it's working and miles sanders has gotten stuff done on the ground to where you know it it keeps things balanced for the team as a whole this whole team just seems really well-rounded yeah. i think it's a credit to the coaching staff for you know changing it up even though defenses have become keen on you know always having somebody there to guard against hurts in the red zone um they're still yeah. getting getting it done and scoring points and in and in the red zone where you know their running backs are super effective we had miles Sanders score last night and we had uh kenny galladay score a touchdown so gainwell kenneth, kenny, gainwell. kenneth that, gainwell excuse the, me the real kenny g the real kenny g the, the kenny g that i actually like in roster yeah uh and then you know dallas goddard was an animal eight for a hundred and a touchdown aj brown still four for 59 and a touchdown i mean they're just kind of all getting involved and doing it right like it's hard to guard this team it really is devonta smith had a down game two for 22 but when you look at the lines for all of the other players it's like there's just only so much to go around so he's gonna have his games too and goddard will have low games or sanders will have low games and uh but yeah for overall everybody's getting it done yeah i they're fun to watch i mean i understand yeah they've had a pretty easy schedule so far but they're fun to watch um oh yeah you know on the other side there wasn't much for as far as the receiving game goes. You know, Chris Moore had four for 43 and a touchdown. Uh, Philip Dorsett was three for 69 because we didn't have uh, Brandon Cooks in this game. Um, or Nico Collins. Collins in this game. So, you know, at this point, uh, not sure when we'll see Cooks back. Hopefully we see him back next week. But I think Cooks is kind of a cut candidate at this point. Um how do you guys there. feel about that? Yeah. Okay. At least, I mean, it's um, season long, obviously not in a dynasty format. He's still correct. reasonably young and a good wide receiver. But uh, how do you guys feel about Davis Mills? Like, he looked really good in the first half, had a rough second half. But the Eagles' D is really good. I'm surprised how good his first half was. So, what do you, like, what do you guys think about him going forward? I just... I don't think he has the receivers around him to really make him relevant. And he doesn't have a rushing upside to really make him like a a startable quarter. I mean, in a two QB league, some people don't have a choice, but to start him, especially in a dynasty league, but you know, in like a single QB, there's no way that I would start him. Um, Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I mean, I, on our last episode, suggested benching him in this game and he scored 11.96 in our two QB league. It's not like he's winning you anything this week. So if you did have somebody with some upside and you played over him, there's a good chance he's going to score more than, you know, 12 points right now. QBs are so down this season. Like it's crazy, but in our super flex league, I have multiple quarterbacks and I'm starting one because my role players are all outscoring my quarterbacks. And that doesn't happen very often. But right now, it's the smart thing for me to do, and it's it's kind of odd to say that. But um, I just think QBs are kind of at a lower threshold this season than they have been in years past. It yeah, seems really pop-heavy. Pop yeah, hey, there you go. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys are brothers. It's all, yeah, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Same wavelength. Sharing one brain. So, Get out of right. my brain. 
All right, let's hop over to the daily roundabout. Um, Austin Eckler is off the injury report, popped up for one day with the abdomen injury, but is immediately the off cheers. the injury report. I didn't. I didn't think you had anything. I saw your tweet, the the Derrick Henry, and then the Austin Eckler. But I saw the the press conference with Derrick Henry, and he was like, "I'm fine." Like they listed it as a toe, and I don't know why, but I'm I'm fine. I promise. And he, he was like, "It's not my foot. I'm I'm okay." And like you know, everyone was making a big deal about it, and he's like, "I'm gonna be okay." I, I basically took the day off, and um, everyone was just making a bigger yeah. deal out of it than it was. I, but I had that heart attack, and then immediately this Austin Eckler news about an abdomen injury. I'm like, "What in the world?" Yeah, but it, so, it turned out okay. But Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were both ruled out uh, for the Chargers. This is it seems to be the story of their season right now. They're without one or two of their wide receivers every single game. It hurts Herbert. Uh, but how do you guys feel about the other wide receivers? You know, this week in Carter, DeAndre Carter, and Josh or er, Carter, Palmer, Josh Palmer. Carter's listed as questionable as well. He is. So. His was for the concussion, but he yeah, did practice okay. in full. So I think he's going to be cleared, but it's something to pay attention to. It is. Yeah. Uh, Josh Palmer, I like, but man, uh, you know, with nobody else out there, he's got obviously going to be the, a focal point for the defense. Yep. Uh, it's going to be him and Eckler. And that's, you know, Gerald Everett, I think, is a really nice play this week. That That's Same. kind of a, a chalk thing going well, around. Everybody thinks that. So Donald just, Parham is also out this week. Their other tight end. So, yep, yeah, correct. Yeah. So they got the injury bug right now. But I've been uh, rolling with Everett and I dropped him for the bye week and had to spend to pick him back up. But I'm yeah, just kind of sad rolling with money him. and I don't. <laughs> I couldn't get him. <laughs> That's what it comes down to right. sometimes, man. Yeah. Uh Jonathan Taylor was also ruled out again this week. Uh another uh, surprising to see. Do you guys think he gets shut down for the season? Not yet. Yeah, I, I don't think yet either. Um I, I think I think if he still he's has still a few banged weeks up in. in three or four weeks, yeah. Yeah, I think he's still got some time. I think he plays next week, but now ask me about Michael Thomas. Um, he is going to get <laughs> shut down for the season. Um, they and how much did you spend I, I, they to, need pick to him win? Up? They need to win immediately if if they're going to bring Michael Thomas back. That's my thought exactly. If they would, well, if I they lose the another coach game, said that it's likely that he's out for the season. It, they did say that, but if they if they end up being a contender, you yeah, know, true, he could come back. But they, they it's not looking that way right now. So. Yeah, we'll see. Chuba Hubbard was also ruled out. Uh, it's killing man. me. Yeah, I saw you had him in one of your lineups, and uh-huh. uh, that's rough. JD McKissick was ruled out. Um, you know what though? I was able to go. Uh, Who did I go? I went and picked somebody up for free off the waiver wire, and I'm I'm now gonna be starting. Sorry, this is this is really good content, obviously. <laughs> I'm now going to be starting Kenyon Drake. Oh, oh okay. he was free on the waiver. Totally free on the waiver wire. Let's go. This is why you check I actually, people. I actually almost picked up Drake. I was I was talking to Ritter about it, but I didn't know who to drop on my team. Like honestly, like I I don't really like my team, but I didn't know who to drop on my team. <laughs> as sad Ooh, as that is, hiss. I dropped Jeff Wilson. I dropped Jeff Wilson Jr. for him. Okay. I don't think Wilson has much value right now. So I, you know, in a start now 
position like you're in, I don't see that as a bad play at all. Yeah, yeah, I got McCaffrey on by. Uh, I lost uh, Javante Williams earlier in the season and been kind of scraping by with people since then. Daryl Henderson doesn't look like a great play this week. So uh, Eno Benjamin and Kenyon Drake it is. Let's go. <laughs> uh, J.D. McKissick was ruled out. So, you know, I think Antonio Gibson is a great play this week. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm saying that again, but he seems to be getting involved in the offense again. And, you know, yeah, they trust Brian Robinson with all the, the rushing duties, but we've, we've seen Gibson getting involved more in the passing game. And I think that's, I mean, would you guys play Antonio Gibson? I thought about trying to go trade for him. I which did too. feels but... disgusting because I was pretty much completely out on Gibson from I don't know like, if the guy that has him. Year. Well, that's it's not the same situation, and we have to, you know, we have to adjust to that. He's being used as a gadget player almost, and they're featuring that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know if the guy that has him, if I could get him from him, because I don't know either. Set involvement, but you know, maybe. Uh, Cameron Brait ruled out. Jahan Dotson also ruled out again. Uh, Russell, Russell Gage was ruled out. So that's two Tampa Bay players that have been ruled out again this week. Uh, they have a, you know, man, I, I don't know what's going on with that offense, but they got to get it going soon or yeah, and they play the Rams. Out. Um, this is going to be a game. I don't know what's going to happen in that game at all. This is a must win game for both teams. Like, yeah, I'm, so I'm still rolling out Kate Otten with uh, Cameron Brait still out. So yes. I think he's a fine tight end play. I'm all of a sudden kind of interested in Julio Jones, who logged full practices this week. And he was getting some targets last week. Yes. Despite yep. how Red bad target Tampa too. was last week. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And then, so. Jordan, you mentioned Daryl Henderson's not a great play this week, but then Tampa Bay was just giving it up on the ground last week. So... Yeah, yeah. But they, you can't tell who's actually going to be running the ball. That's true. Yeah, that's, never that's know the thing. I, I don't think like, the volume is assured with Daryl Henderson. He might only touch the ball six times. Yep, that's that's my fear too. Uh, Devontae Parker was ruled out, and Damian Harris is still questionable with the illness. With Devontae Parker out, uh, is Jacoby Myers like a really good play this week? I think he's a good Kobe play. Myers regardless. every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week, I'm kind of interested in flexing like, uh, I mean, not fle- here's the thing. It's all the buys and everything like that. But like Nelson Aguilar becomes more interesting all of a sudden. Yeah. I think I'd rather go Tyquan Thornton than uh, Aguilar. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. So just a thought. I think they want to try and get him involved. And, in, you know, the one game we saw him kind of get a little featured. Uh, he, you know, he got a touchdown, was getting some carries in the backfield even. So I think with Parker out, it's possible they script some stuff for him this week and try and get him going. Yeah, for sure. James Connor is another game time decision. Uh, what does that do for you with, you know, Benjamin, if James Connor ends up playing, see out of your lineup then. I think I'm going to end up starting him anyways, because yeah. I think if Con- like, you know, Connor hasn't practiced in several weeks. It's very possible that even if he does play, that he's kind of limited and that they split that backfield. Uh, it's also Could possible see a aggravation. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, and in this situation I'm in, I, I just, I'd still rather play him than, than Daryl Henderson. I think who's probably my next best option. Yeah. 
Okay. Would you play James Conner if he's playing? I don't think so. I would rather not if I had better options. Would you play Daryl Henderson over him? Uh, he, I, I think, I think <laughs> I'd play Connor. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is a game time decision again this week as well. Uh, I really like the Colts defense this week um, going yeah. up against Tennessee. Uh, regardless of what Derrick Henry can do. Um, it's going to be the only thing that their offense does is what Derrick Henry yeah, does. So. Exactly. Um, Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards both did not practice yet this week. I was talking to Jordan a little bit about this right before we started, and I'm curious what you would say, Josh. For a lot of people that have Mark Andrews, you know he doesn't go till Monday. And if you can't pick up Isaiah Likely – are you starting a different tight end on Sunday or are you risking it and going with Mark Andrews on Monday if he plays? Oh, man. You know how terrible you feel if Mark Andrews plays and, and he's not in your lineup? Um, I'm, in this, po- I'm in this position right now because I can't get Isaiah Likely because it is a dynasty league. So I cannot get him. And I, I try to err on the side of caution in these situations, but this is a week with a ton of buys, and this this tight end la- landscape is so awful too that you're not guaranteed any kind of floor. So, so I have Hayden Hurst as my only other tight end I can start. I'm seven and one. So do I risk it? Than Hurst. <laughs> See, like, that's what I said. Like with Hayden Hurst, it's like, okay, I'm pretty uh, comfortable starting Hayden Hurst. I think I'd roll with that. If I had him or a Gerald Everett or, you know, anybody of that level, I, I think I would play them and not risk it with Andrews Monday night. Like some points is better have, than a zero. I, like it's not quite the same between Andrews and Waller, but like I have Kate Otten in a lineup over Darren Waller right now because of the the injury, and we we just don't exactly know what's going to happen. And I think I, that's I think kind of the know. line. I think we heard me. Waller was Waller was out. ruled out. Yep, okay. he was ruled out. So. so that's that's kind of the line for me. Is like if you have Kate Otten, I might play him over Andrews, especially if you're favored to win that matchup. Like. Go ahead and just take the points because you're obviously good at other positions. Um, but otherwise, you know, uh, you could. What about a, a shot at one of these uh, Seattle tight ends this week? With Will That's Disney what I was going to say. Fan. You could look at, I, I like, I like Will Disley this week. Me too. I just Especially because Noah Fant was right questionable now. all week. Yeah. I don't I'm know so if I could bring my, like, I, I think I would, that's I what I'd probably do. With, I'd rather roll with Andrews than take one of those random Seattle tight ends. Like Hurst isn't bad, but like a random Seattle tight end because they could blanket for you anyways. And then you're running the risk that Andrews plays and you didn't have him in your lineup when you took a zero anyways from another tight end. That's I guess, true. but it's also worth noting um, the who do the Ravens play this, this they, week they play the Saints. The Saints. The Saints haven't given up a single tight end touchdown this this year either. So I know that Mark but Andrews they is haven't a gone beast. up against Mark Andrews. Sure, or but, Travis Kelsey, and those two score all the time. I'm, See, and here's the I'm thing: just saying, it's, a, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, the the Saints haven't given up a, a running back touchdown this year either. So. Or sorry, it's, not the Saints. The, the Ravens haven't given a, run, a running back touchdown either. So the, going that's to how those week. two teams score. 
if uh if if you were in like a, a redraft league where you've probably got a lot more tight ends on waivers and you could pick up uh Taysom Hill or Juwan Johnson in that same matchup, even if likely's owned, then I'd go that route where you can leave Andrews in until you know whether or not he's playing and then swap in maybe Juwan Johnson instead if he doesn't play. Listen uh, to Jordan. That's the you know, that's an you know, that's a thinker move right there. Yeah, but I you looked, can't. He's not going to be able to do that in a dynasty, though. In dynasty, so. I won't. In in, yeah. a, in a redraft, yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure one of those two is possibly so if, available. If you're in a ten or twelve man redraft league, that's what you should do. If you're an Andrews owner, go grab, you know, go grab Taysom Hill, go grab John Johnson or Isaiah Likely. And if if yep. Andrews doesn't play, you play one of those guys. You hope they score a touchdown. But in your dynasty league where you're the Andrews owner and you have a backup tight end and you're not sure if he's going to play, I think, yeah, if, if you have a Higby or a Hurst as your backup, you should probably play one of those guys. Yeah. And just be all over the news in, you know, until the Sunday games start, you know, seeing if there's anything coming out that, oh, Andrews is likely to play or Andrews is likely to miss or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, let's jump over to our uh, week nine bold predictions. So basically, I'm going to read off three of my bold predictions this week, and you guys tell me how likely you think it is that it's going to happen, and we'll go down the line. Each of us will read our three bold predictions, and we'll kind of go from there. Um, So my first one is Josh Palmer goes for 90 yards and a touchdown this week, 90-plus yards and a touchdown this week. I think that's – It's bold. I think it's bold, but I don't think it's that bold considering the position with with no other wide receivers really of note being able to start. So I'd say it probably has like maybe like a 30 to 40 percent chance of happening, which is probably pretty, pretty good. I would take that. I I like it. I I think that there's a good chance that it could happen. Um, I did read a tweet that in games without Mike Williams in, uh, Josh Palmer averages over 14.7 fantasy points in games without both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I think he's only had like three of them, but he averaged like 18.2 fantasy points. Let's so, go. you know, that was, uh, I think there's a chance that it could happen. You know, I'm starting him. He could have a big game. I'm starting I totally am with you guys. <laughs> he, I think he's going to have a good game. I think I'm closer to like 25% odds on this yeah. one though. Um, I think but it, I need that dart throw in both leagues. So it's 90, 90 yards is tough. You know, like he could easily yeah. score a touchdown. He's a big target down there. And, For sure. Uh, yeah. 90 yards is tough. And the way that they're moving the ball lately is just through Austin Eckler. Um, yeah. yeah. The, a lot of dump, a lot of dump off passes. Yeah. The, the injured receivers have, has been an issue. It, it hasn't been a, you know, plug and play kind of situation. So okay. they're having to play around it. This one might be a little bit more bold, but I I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Travis Etienne has 150 total yards receiving and rushing and gets his first two-touchdown game against the Raiders this week. Yes. Part B of that, I think, is an almost certainty. Uh-huh. I agree. <laughs> 150 yards is tough to rack up, but the Raiders give it up on the ground. I could easily see yep. him having 90-plus yards on the ground, and so then he's only got to have you know, 50, 60 yards to the air, it's possible. The two touchdowns, yeah, I like, I agree with Josh. That's, that's going to happen. 
Yeah. That's so all. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at that, 60 to 70% so in here for you, Brandon. <laughs> it, uh, look, Dude, I, I play against him, and I was hoping you guys would say no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm playing against him too. This is killing me. Like, uh, like I'm going to lose to Ritter in Dynasty this week because, uh, you know, he played Damian Pierce. He played Dallas Goddard. And he's got ETN in that lineup, and I've got oh, you know a missing man. Saquon, missing CMC. He's gonna beat me. It's gonna happen. Uh, well, so the, yeah, the Raiders are gonna be missing uh, Divine Diablo too, who's one of our run-stopping linebackers, who's not good at that anyways. So, oh man, it's yeah, this it's is... gonna be brutal. Uh, this is in Jacksonville, I believe, and. Yep. We're yeah, yeah we I, I don't think we've stopped anybody if they've gotten in goal to go. If they're in goal to go, they get a touchdown. So what are the odds the Jaguars get the ball inside the nine or inside the yeah. 10? I mean, yeah, like, it's a possibility. It, you know, it, it, it's, it's scary and it sucks. Like, I hate that it's going to happen, but. I think it is going to happen too. The funny thing is, so. you could you could insert the the name Jacobs instead of Etn, and you're probably right. Also, yeah. But you want to know the funny part is, is I traded him in both these leagues that we're talking about <laughs> right before he decided to go nuclear, and they traded James Robinson. <laughs> like, oh, uh, that's tough. But you believed about in this not man. You should have held on. I did. You... I, I, hey, I've been a truther since day one. I have. I called his first breakout game and. You know, it's it's I'm, there. But. I think if we listen to our first episode, that you you had a little blurb about how Etienne yep. be how Etienne was going to have a good season. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's right, my still, last one. I don't know what it is, man. He like I think he like looks weird to me when he runs or something. I I just have I can't you have buy you seen in. the videos on yeah. him? On, yeah, on I've how seen he runs? some of that yeah. stuff, but like I'm when I just watch him in game, I, I don't see certain things that I'd like to see out of a running back, especially between the tackles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My last one is Dion Jackson is going to rush for 80 plus rushing yards and a touchdown against the Patriots. Okay. This to me is dependent on uh, more, more on the 80 plus rushing yards. I think he's going to get a touchdown. I think you're right. I Um, don't know, man. I, Hey, is not going to get so it done. good at shutting stuff down, but we just saw the Bears do it. Look, I like Deion Jackson for this week, but I like him because I think he's probably going to catch six passes, even if they're for like thirty yards. Yeah. So I did see somebody. Uh, I saw a stat that that was about um, New England giving up rushing yards, and that you know the Bears is kind of this this situation that was. Um, you know, they give up rushing yards to the QB and they, they did also to running backs in that game. But when you have a quarterback that can rush, it really changes the the dynamic. And so this is going to be more traditional, you know, a thing for the paths to be able to deal with, I think, and easier for them to shut down. I, I think we're looking at like maybe a 30% chance on this, probably lower. Yeah, I think the rushing yards, if I would have said 80 total yards, I'd probably be a lot higher on it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Then I'd yeah. probably be in on that. But I think right now I'd put it at like 15 percent chance, maybe even lower. I just but I like what I've seen out of Deion Jackson. Same. So do I. It's not that. And I think he'll, he's got a good shot at a touchdown. But for sure. 
I think the Pats I think it's a are going to focus on either. shutting down the rushing game and forcing, you know, Ellinger. Yeah, forcing Ellinger to try and make plays. Yeah, which makes their defense a smash play this week. Absolutely, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing them too. Um, all right, uh, Josh, why don't you go through your bold takes? Bold all right, predictions guys. For this week. My first one has to do with the Falcons and the Chargers game coming up. I think both Tyler Algier and Mariota are going to rush for a touchdown against this Chargers defense. I think this is pretty likely, but I mean, it could be the thing is, is it could be either running back for Atlanta. Like I think Huntley could get one too. You think think the very old Huntley one, not the Mariota one? Yeah, I do. Um, I just think Mariota is. Yeah. I think they trust Algier a little more in the red zone, so I think he's probably a, a more likely guy to score than uh, Huntley, who might have to do it from a little further out to actually have the opportunity. Yeah, but, I can see that too. The Mariota rushing touchdown, yeah, I think that's a probably probably pretty good odds there. Like I'd take that at like 60-70% that he's going to yep. be able to do that. Oh. The Chargers defense is way underperformed for the name value and the hype they got in the preseason and everything. So Yep, I agree with that. It could be a high scoring game where and they I think enough. the Falcons are are on a little bit of a roll too. They you know they and have their heart Atlanta. in these games. I actually love to see it. I love to see Atlanta doing it this <laughs> good. Like it's actually fun to watch. Like it is. So all right, what's your next one? All right, we got Naheem Hines is going to see immediate action with the Bills on Sunday. I think he's going to see up to 12 touches. This one's like a 15% for me. I know that I I think that they're going to want to use him. I just don't know if it's going to be yet. Um, I know this is the type of running back that they wanted, but I, I I don't know with how their their offense has been moving and running that they're going to necessarily see that much yet. I think there's a a good chance we see a Naheem Hines backflip in the end zone this week. <laughs> I I don't know about the 12 touches. That seems a little high to me. I would probably go like 20 or less percent on that. But I, I do think they're going to try and, you know, scheme some packages for him where they try and get him the ball in space on some screens or get him, you know, running some creative routes out there for Josh Allen to hit him, you know, out in space. So, it's going to be interesting to see. We need to monitor it probably for a week or two before you're really confident, like putting him in your lineup every week. Yeah. If he did reach that 12 touch mark this week, would you put him in your lineup the next week? Instant Absolutely. smash into the lineup cool. immediately. We're yeah. all in the same spot then. Because, yeah, that's, that's going to what? Yeah, 10. Yeah, I would smash him into my flex play. Uh, If he had had six carries and four four receptions on five or six targets, I would be pretty dang happy to uh, put Naeem Hines in next week at running back. Nice. Or as a flex play. Yeah, I think think so too. And that's kind of what this bold prediction is. I think Naeem Hines is is a flex play going forward. All right. Yep. And then okay. my third one is Terry McLaurin is going to have a top 15 wide receiver performance uh, this week, despite garnering attention from Marcus Peters, who's been having a nice season for the Vikings. Zero percent. Boom. Zero percent. I Boom. love Terry McLaurin, but I just don't see it this week. I just, 
So I'm gonna go higher. Gonna stay in this game. Sorry, go ahead. I'll give it. I'll give it a 25 percent because I agree. I think you know it's it's a revenge game for Kirk Cousins against his old team. And the last time he played, the only time he played Washington, he did not have a very good game. So it's in Washington. Uh, You know, it's not prime time. So that's working in Cousins' favor. But uh, this four and four Washington team has a little something going, kind of. And maybe they can figure this out. And a lot of people think the Vikings are fake. I'm not really on that. Like, I think they're a pretty good team. But. This this could kind of be one of those trap games where it's just like, well, the NFL's weird sometimes, you know. Yeah, they've been playing scrappy. Washington has, man. I'm making and a note of your zero percent chance on here, Brandon. I'll go, I'll go like twenty five. Let's do it. Zero percent chance. All right, Jordan, give us some bold takes. Okay, so uh, I have one that kind of goes along with with yours, Josh, and it's part of why I like your Algier and Mariota rushing touchdowns is because I think the Falcons are going to beat the Chargers in this game despite a huge Eckler game. So uh, I don't know how bold that is. It's in Atlanta, but like, I think they're going to, you know, it, it, it'll probably be a close game because the Chargers love to lose close games, but I think the Falcons win this. You think they're going to shock the Bolts? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, so Eckler, Eckler's going to keep going off the way he has been. He should see tons of dump offs. I wouldn't be surprised if he had 10 receptions in this game. And generally you would think of that being like kind of a winning formula with getting Eckler in space. He's going to score touchdowns. I would, you know, again, I wouldn't be shocked if he had two touchdowns and, and over well over a hundred yards from scrimmage, but uh, I think the Falcons get it done between Algier, Huntley, Mariota, basically just constantly running the ball. And uh, yeah, I, I, I they still have huge weapons in Drake London and uh, Kyle Pitts. And I don't see the Chargers being able to stop them on defense for some reason. Like their their defense has just been bad. So I think the Falcons will move the ball. What do you guys think? What's What do you think your take is here? My, I'm going to say uh, 30% because I think that they could beat them. But uh, I think the Chargers have a little bit of a get right game here. I think they they move the ball a little bit. Uh, I think Eckler does have a huge game. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to say like a 28-24, 28-21 game uh, Chargers win. I'm going to say 28-24. I mean, I think you need to give a score. 28-24. It's my score prediction. What do you, you know, think, Josh? I, when I'm looking at this, I, I think Jordan, you're you're probably right. Um, the the Falcons are looking like they actually want to win this division. Um, I thought that this was one of the. I really thought this would be a bottom five team, and they're not. Um, they're they're competitive in every single game, and the Chargers have weaknesses that are going to be, I think, easy for this particular team to, to, to exploit. So I think you're pretty I dead agree. on. We're looking at like 70% here. Ooh, I like it, boys. Nice. You're way on my side. Awesome. I love that. Uh, okay. All right. Well, so my next one is going to be even hotter because the Chargers are, are a three and a half point favorite. It's not huge. That's it's pretty big on the road. Uh, but um this one, this one's probably got quite a bit of a lower chance, but I think Kadarius Tony is going to get involved for Kansas City right away. 
I'm looking at five plus targets and scores in this game. I'm much lower on this one. I, it's it's funny because when I saw all these trades go through, I thought like Kadarius Tony could take some time to get worked into this Chiefs offense, and I thought Naheem Hines is going to be immediately what they want to use. <laughs> so I think it's going to take a few weeks for Kadarius Tony. He could score, but that's kind of also I don't I don't know. I, he might see a couple targets in this game, but I don't think he's going to see a large snap percentage personally. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to say pretty low on this, like 10, 15%. I don't think they get him involved that fast. They said they wanted to give him his time to get like fully healthy and everything. He might be on a snap count. Um, and then they tweet videos about how he's, how he's healthy. Look at this man's hamstrings. Yeah, I know. But (laughs) I, I just think it could be a little bit, I would, I would love to see it actually as a Juju owner. I wouldn't love to see it, but yeah, same. um, you know, they, they, they could do it. So it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say expecting, like 15%. I'm not expecting a huge snap share. I'd be surprised if he even hit 50%, but I think when he's out there, it's going to be designed stuff for him. So, uh, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, my last one's another wide receiver prediction with the departure of TJ Hawkinson from the Lions. I am expecting a huge game from Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to have over, uh, you know, 10 t- 10 catches, double digit catches. He'll probably have a couple carries as well. And he's scoring two touchdowns in this game, at least. Ooh, a two touchdown game from Amon Ra, the sun god. At least. This is going to be uh, a high scoring has, game with this Packers team catches. in Detroit. If he has 10, 10 or more catches and two touchdowns, he's going to have 160 yards, man. <laughs> It'll be a 40-plus point game. He could. I couldn't uh, figure out where I wanted to set the, the yards mark, so I went with catches. I think it's easily double digits. I give this... Man, I don't think it's even that crazy or bold. Um I'm gonna go right in the middle. I'm gonna go 50 50 here. Dude, that you read my uh, mind. I'm okay. thinking right in the middle. Because too. it it could it could easily happen. He's that good, and this Packers defense could give up the points. Um I thought so this gonna, was a little more bold, but I think a lot of people have risen like more to where I was at with Amon Ross St. Brown coming into the and season. And with Hawkinson gone now, I like it even more. Um, yo, this weather is crazy out here right now. I don't know if it's raining as hard for you guys, but dude, it's been nuts. Dude, it's it so windy out there right now. right now. Oh my God. I can hear it like through my headphones and my headphones are pretty strong. So yeah, it's coming down out there. Uh, so if I lose yeah, power I again, um, I'm sorry. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go 50, 50. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. Uh, you read my mind on 50, 50. All right. All right, let's hear the oh, um, oh, you got a fourth one. Let's go with the fourth one. Let's hear the let's hear the the fourth one there. Oh, this was uh, these were from Johnson, and I'm not exactly sure. I think he agreed with uh, with the Dion Johnson uh, oh, or the yep. Dion Jackson take. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game and Pollard as well. Um, but uh, we were going to have Johnson join us for this episode. Unfortunately, we had to delay and delay and delay. And so we're, we're recording it super late. But we're going to get Johnson on here again really soon. Yeah. All right. Well, should we hop into uh, the good old DFS Smackdown? Let's do it. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. 
All right. Well, I can confirm I was the loser, loser this week. First time this season that I Let's have taken go. a loss. Yes. Um, Josh took the W uh, by a good 40 points, um, and Jordan beat me by 19. So I uh, I am taking uh, last place on this week. Um, tough one, but, well, you know, it happens. It happens. We'll take it. So someone gets to swap out a lineup on me, and uh, it was that'll bound be to happen eventually. Football's it too was. random. You guys mo- monster weeks last I week. I finally win one. So excited. Yeah. Dude, I'm you had like get 184, 185. Like, Woo. yeah, it was it was a it was a beauty. So I wish that was my actual team last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so why don't we go ahead and hop into it? Um, Josh, why don't you give your quarterback? I went ahead and took Tua this week. He's 6,700. Okay, okay. Jordan? You know, I tried to take Tua last week, and he was taken from me, and so I also went with Tua this week at 6,700. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, uh, I spent up. I got Josh Allen at 8,500. Yeah, I had a different lineup with Josh Allen in it, and then I couldn't have anybody else I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week was okay. really tough for me. I actually like really like my lineup, and I know you guys are going <coughs> to screw it up, and that's what makes me sad. So, uh, okay, um, Josh, uh, two running backs. All right, I went ahead and took Josh Jacobs at 7,300 and Ken Walker the third at 6,200. Nice. Jordan? I, I did not spend up at running back. I did take Ramondre Stevenson at 6,200, and then I took Tyler Algier at 5,400. Nice. I took uh, ETN at 6,300 and Ken Walker at 6,200. I almost okay. went with that exact same pair. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Hive mind. Josh? All right. Three, we got wide, three wide receivers. receivers. I took Tyreek Hill for the stack with Tua, 8,500. I took Tyler Boyd for 6,300. And Chase Claypool for 4,800. First game in a Bears uniform. Oh, going risky. Yeah, going real risky. All right, Jordan? Yeah, so I took Jalen Waddle in my stack with Tua, (laughs) 7,400. I took Romeo Dobbs, 5,300, and I took Josh Palmer, 5,100. Dobbs nice, put a nice. donut in my one of these lineups for me two weeks ago, so yep. talk about risk. I, uh, I went DeAndre Hopkins, 7,900, uh, Jacoby Myers, 5,400, and Josh Palmer, 5,100. I think okay. I like yours the best. <laughs> uh, um, my, do you want to do tight end flex D? Yep, tight end flex D. All right, tight end, I took Will Disley at 3,000. Uh, for my flex, I took Marvin Jones Jr. for 4,200. Uh, and then for my defense, I took the Bucks defense against the Rams. Nice. Guaranteed a pick six. <laughs> and like four sacks. Yeah. All right, Jordan? I, uh, I also took Will Disley as my tight end, 3,000. Uh, at my flex, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. And on defense, I have the Patriots, 4,100. 
Damn. Amonara was sixty six hundred, by the way. Uh my tight end is the other Seattle tight end. I took Noah Fant for twenty nine hundred. <laughs> uh and then I took uh Dion Jackson for fifty two hundred. Okay. And Seattle's defense against Arizona for twenty five hundred. All right. Okay. So I'm pulling it Josh, up right now. You get to remove one player from me. So it is now time for the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. I am taking out this is quick. You ready? Yeah. Travis Etienne is you. no longer in your lineup. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate you. Instead, you get to play Samaje P. Ryan for 5,300. Wow, we're doing this. We're not even going to play playable players. Huh? <laughs> All right. I'm going to remember you know this next time. No, 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 it's fine. I I'm going to remember this next far. time I come back. No, I want to do something more poetic. You get James Robinson for 5,400. Oh, I like that. I actually like that. What What did you go with? James Robinson for 5,400. Okay. That's fine. You can I choose like whoever that. you want. That's I'll take more P. Interesting. Ryan. I'm just I'm going to remember more poetic. this. No, it's don't, more my dude, style anyway. James, James Robinson. I like that more. Okay. So I we dropped make mine in the chat so you guys have it. James Robinson over ETN. I don't like you. <laughs> Man, that, that was such a beautiful lineup, too. Like I had to throw I, a I, wrench in it, I man. Loved, I loved this lineup. Like If I could have well, taken hey, one out of Jordan's, it would have been Amon Ra. So, you know. Hey, of I course. remember. Trust me. I remember. You, sh- you I shouldn't, shouldn't have lost. lost. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard if Samaj P. Ryan like, has like a monster game. Oh, and God. I you put him in my lineup. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, that's that's going to be but... what happens. James Robinson will have a donut. Samaj P. Ryan, 25 points. Dude, 100%. Down. James Robinson to score some points. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, I think that will do it for episode 33. You guys got anything else? No, that's some, it, man. Just my Twitter plug, y'all. You can find us, you know, our, our main uh, Twitter account at Best Coast FF. And you can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I am at BCFF Josh. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Have a great night and enjoy week nine.